Welcome back to Detroit Strange. This podcast. It's ours. We do the thing. Yeah. And we're doing it today. We're doing it today and we're doing it for you. We are. How are you doing? Doing pretty good. I'm glad to hear that. How about you? (laughs) You just got done being sick. I don't. Yeah. Stomach flu ain't no joke. Not at all. At least it wasn't um, the other one. The coronavirus. The coronavirus. Yes. I'm I'm glad for not having the coronavirus. Yes. I, I would yes, I would not trade that in. But yes, I'm I'm tired. Yeah. I'm very tired. Well, I'm glad we slept to record today. I am too. I'm glad this worked out. I had to cancel a lot of stuff this week. So Yeah. And that it's always kind sucks. of a big deal. But I'm here. Yeah. I'm just oh my god. Thank you. <laughs> no, that's the worst part about well, I mean it's not the worst part, but it's one of the worst it's a terrible part about like being next sick. to like shitting your pants and vomiting, like commit, like having to bail on commitments. Yeah. Is the worst. No, I had to like call into work. I had to like not do a show. I wouldn't feel bad about all that. All these things. It was, I'm yeah. 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 But anyway, I'm on, I'm on the mend. Yes. I'm out in the world now again. You are. A little tired and sore, but I'm out in the world. I'm glad you consider my basement the world. Oh, this is more of the world than I've seen in the past, like, 72 hours, so. Fair. Yeah. Fair. Yeah. This is not my bedroom, so <laughs> this is the world. Good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but you had you had a, a good day today, it sounded like. I did. Found um, some treasures. Yes. Uh, I went antiquing slash thrifting slash vintage store shopping with my friend Jen. And our friend Jen, you know mm-hmm. Jen, friend of the show. I was Jen. about to, um, yeah, I was, I was gonna wait a second, but then yeah. also correct you. Um, a Hi, friend Jen. of the show, Jen. Hi, she is my wife, though. That's fair. We always joke that we're married when, like, common law marriage. I think it's seven years, according to. I think so. Yeah. Something. I remember seeing it in some movie. I think seven years. Show. I mean, I think it also depend might depend on the state. Yeah. Because marriage we just is, joke is that different. we're married because we're platonic lovers. Fair, yeah. Uh, her boyfriend's fine with it. Yeah, I have a platonic um, friend. Yeah. I mean, it's my non-romantic life partner friend. Yeah, yeah. So that's Jen for me. Okay, that's fair. Yeah, my non-romantic life partner. Yeah, so you should start calling her your NRLP as well because I, I'm going to bestow that upon you. I think my NRLP would be okay with me giving you. Yes. The 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 ability to also label somebody an NRLP. Right. This is a big deal. This I mean like this yes. I'm gifting you a lot right now. Cuz you know how me and Jen are. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no and I you guys can definitely have the title. I always joke that um me and Jen's relationship works so well because we both sleep with other men. Um That's a you know what? That's a good foundation for an NRLP. Yeah. I think. Yeah. yeah. So perfect. Honestly, I think that's the only way an NRLP can work. I think so too. Yeah. yeah, that's oh, I love it. I'm adding that to the, to the list of uh, NRLP qualities. Yeah, the top of the list now. Yes. Yes. Ah, oh, beautiful. But Wonderful. I got a love beautiful it. shirt from Rat Queen Vintage. It was very cute. I can't wait to wear it. This, it's a very much a summer shirt. Yeah, you'll see it in the summer. Like on a patio. Yes, it's like a patio shirt mm-hmm. or like with a cute cocktail. 
Yes, like we and went an to even Como's. cuter waiter. No, yes, <laughs> honey. Let me tell you, honey. <laughs> yes, um, it'd be perfect for like Como's, like you said. Yes, I like their little Sunday the, outdoor things. The first thing I thought of was yeah. you sitting on that patio at Como's, rocking uh, that shirt. It's gonna be great. Mm-hmm. I can't uh, wait. We probably won't be drinking one of these. I hope not. <laughs> fair, fair. Uh, this, not a fan. It's it's blue. <laughs> yeah um it is a blue drink uh-huh and um they're strong they're very strong which it's <laughs> probably not great in i think state, they're but supposed whatever. to be served as a shot but so you that's did why i talked about sprite usually. okay so you did actually read about this drink somewhere a long time it's one of those drinks that i was like i think this is how you make it okay. and that's just how i've been making it it would be better with like lemon juice, I think. It's not it's not that it's bad. It's just it's definitely it's like, like one thick. of those college drinks. Oh, 100%. This is like before I really started getting into mixology. I was like, yeah, this is like a fancy drink. Yeah, this is like when Cosmopolitans are like fancy. Like it's the same like I, echelon. I do love like. a Cosmo though. I, These so, are like the fun, colorful martinis that like are in specials at like Applebee's. Mm-hmm. If we're talking... So a Cosmo can be made good, but the problem is most of the stuff is usually going to be like the lowest grade in a Cosmo. But if we're talking, if you're going to give me Grand Marnier and you're going to give me real lime juice and you're going to give me actual cranberry juice, I'm on board. Fair. But if you're going to get, even if it's like a nice like gray goose, but then you're going to throw some cranberry cocktail, some um, triple sec and some roses on there. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I can skip That's that. Fair. It's just a little sweet. Yeah. Yeah. This is sweet too. It's, uh, yeah. I mean, blue carousel. Yeah. It's always sweet. I'm yeah. still, I'm still going to have it. Yeah. It'll, you know, that's bright and colorful. There's a little cherry at the bottom for a nice little contrast. Mm-hmm. Um, it's going to go well with my topic today. Okay, hopefully. good. Okay, good. I'm not here to drink shame. I'm so sorry. I sound you're terrible. T- no, you're good. Um, we're all about reading things on this show. If we're not here for something, you can say so. It's true. It's true. And honesty and transparency. Yes. Which this drink is not. <laughs> it's uh, it's translucent. So you can see through it, but it is a color. It, it looks like liquid jello. Like, yeah. It's like jello before it's set. I'm just teasing you because it's fun. Yeah. No, like this is fully because I had the nerve to serve you a college cocktail. <laughs> Because I'm like, I just need the color. That's fair. That's fair. Um, and I didn't even really just need the color. I just like, I have the ingredients and the color will be fun. I mean, the, that's how half these cocktails have gotten made. So yeah, completely understand. Um, I still like these because I am a garbage human. And no, I they're don't. not the best. But I ain't saying they're the best, but they ain't the worst. I don't dislike it. I think actually if it was Grand Manier, it would be. I sound so gross when i say that but like I, I would probably be a little bit more on board with it and it helps i used to like top it with like sprite zero that was still fizzy so mm-hmm. it wouldn't it kind of lighten it up a bit mm-hmm. that'd be good or like i said like some like lemon juice would be good yeah. in it too just to like something to like lighten, lighten it. it up yeah. yeah yeah it's not terrible yeah yeah what is it called does it have a name not yet stay tuned on instagram i'll think of a name by then oh <laughs> but until then we'll get into the topic instead let's do that yeah what is it tell me so have you heard of the Heidelberg Project? Um, let's see. Let's see. Um, yes. Yes. Terry Guyton. Yes. He's the guy. Yes. Done. <laughs> Guyton. Yes. Actually, yeah. when I first moved to Detroit, I was um, 
because I'd been to the Heidelberg a few times and like, yeah, I actually have a book signed by him that I want to say my mom gifted me at one point. There was Chronicles like, of Narnia. Yeah. So it was Chronicles of Narnia. Um, just randomly signed by him. Uh, no, it was like some little it's a short book, but about the Heidelberg. And then when I first moved here, I was riding my bike around and I was just like kind of getting lost. And I ended up over that way. So I went to Heidelberg Street and I remember being like, ah, like it was like a very exciting uh-huh. like thing for me just because I don't know. I remember hearing about it in college and yeah, for all that time. And now it was just like right around the corner. And yeah, what? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so if anyone's not familiar with it, it's an outdoor art environment on Heidelberg Street in the McDougal Hunt neighborhood. Also a community organization focused on improving people's lives and neighborhoods through art. That was a kind of part of the mission statement. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. So like I said, it's on Heidelberg Street, uh, located just north of the former Black Bottom neighborhood. I know you just went to something about Black Bottom recently. We've mentioned it a couple of times. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a very uh, important area that has like a long and large history yeah so i don't think it's going to be the last time it gets brought up for sure yeah i was going to try and include this episode but it is a very large topic Mm -hmm. so i think it's one of those ones it's one that needs its own episode either its own episode or even just bringing it up you know what i mean like because it is such a big and like also i mentioned that that talk at the library which actually i have that guy's name if you don't mind me saying it really Not quickly, because I was looking up something else and then I saw his face and I was like, oh, it's the guy. Um, So the guy at the library who was talking about Black Bottom neighborhood and he actually he does run tours. His name is Jamon Jordan. Mm-hmm. Uh, I might be saying it a little bit wrong because I got to the talk a little late, so I'm not sure exactly the pronunciation, yeah. but it's J-A-M-O-N-J-O-R-D-A-N. He just fantastic speaker again does, I believe, tours uh, and a lot of them do center around like the Black Bottom area. Very interesting. Yeah. So I just want to give him credit. Good. Maybe we'll go on one of his tours sometime. I'll add it to the list because I have started a field trip list. Good. Okay. (laughs) As it gets warmer, I figure it'll be easier for us. Winter is not the time for field trips. No, we can do some mini ones maybe soon. Maybe we'll do that's. Oh, that's a goal. (laughs) It's a goal from our last episode, I think. yeah we definitely talked about it yeah it was to do at least one so we're gonna do one in february yeah i mean i did one for this i went to the heidelberg project by myself i didn't want to tell you because it was my topic but that's fine i figured you'd probably already been there before yes Mm -hmm. but just some fun facts it's been featured on the today show and oprah and it receives an estimated two hundred thousand visitors a year i think i read somewhere it's like the third largest tourist attraction in detroit okay did not look at the list so don't ask me what one and two are What's four and five? <gasps> How dare you? <laughs> so you can't talk about the Heidelberg project without talking about Tyree Guyton. He's like the artist behind it. And he was born on August 24th, 1955. And he grew up in the McDougal Hunt neighborhood in Detroit on Heidelberg Street. He served in the army after high school. And when he came back in 1986, he was shocked by the disarray of his neighborhood. He said it looked like a bomb had gone off and he'd also lost three brothers to the streets. And he was inspired by his grandfather to pick up a paintbrush and not a weapon. So wait, what year did he, he went away? He, he came w- back in 86. He came back in 86. He had left in? After high school. So like, like 70? 73. Okay. 70. Okay. Yeah. Obviously Detroit had a lot of changes and such in that time period. So that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Yeah, so he came back in 86, said it looked like a bomb had gone off. 
And like this quote from Upset again. He was inspired by his grandfather to pick up a paintbrush and not a weapon. Yeah. And I thought it was kind nice. of yeah. And so he so Tyree he took the paintbrush and a broom and some neighborhood children and went to work. And he started. <laughs> Sorry, that's yeah. just so funny. Yeah. He took a paintbrush and some paint and some neighborhood children. Yeah, just wrangled up them neighborhood children. Yeah, he just gra- he just you know <laughs> you. got the gang together, <laughs> and like so it was him, his wife Karen, and Grandpa Sam Mackey. Oh, yeah. So it was just like all of them working together, and he mm-hmm. started by painting colorful dots on a series of houses and attaching salvaged items. It's a constantly evolving project, turning the neighborhood from a hardcore inner city one that people were afraid of even during the day and into a neighborhood that residents could take pride in and even welcome visitors. And another quote from the website. Vacant lots later became lots of art and abandoned houses became gigantic art sculptures. Mm-hmm. Aww. Yeah. And it didn't stop with the lots and houses. Uh, trees, sidewalks and the street were incorporated into the works of art as well. Uh, in 1988, the supporters of Tyree and the project helped him incorporate this project in uh, with a vision, quote, to inspire people to appreciate and use artistic expression to enrich their lives and to improve the social and economic health of the greater community. So that's awesome. Yeah, I think that was kind of like a cool thing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, anytime somebody's efforts are basically just to improve the the lives of the people around them yeah and that's that's the sole reason for doing something like that yeah i i, I approve yeah i think it's just like even from the beginning the heidelberg project's been like a really good thing mm-hmm. so the vision the artwork started to grow tyree and the community children continued to work on it daily and when i was researching this and like really you know kind of like you know how they say like change isn't made overnight it's like a bunch of small actions mm-hmm. and i think it's kind of like Puts in perspective, like they just kind of worked on it a little bit every day, and like it became this huge project that like gained national attention and just like world renowned at this point, kind of thing. Yeah, well, I mean, obviously, like it's one house at a time. Like it's not yeah. gonna all pop up overnight, and like you said, it's still evolving and still changing. Like I remember, um, there's been like lots and stuff now, like also added to it, and this is like over a decade old now at mm. this point. But I remember going when like there's that Jeep area where the pink Jeeps are like. Yeah. Buried and that was like brand new at one point. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I mean like, oh, the new Jeeps and yeah. It's cool that like it's kinda like it could be a little bit different every time you go. Yeah. Did you take any photos? I did. That's fun. I should look up my old photos. We can compare. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll try to see if I can find some. Yeah. So the vision grew too, and Tyree and the director, Janine Whitfield, started giving workshops and lectures about the project locally and nationally. They wanted to create the city's first indoor-outdoor museum. They had things like an artist colony, a creative art center, an amphitheater, and a community garden. And I wrote down a fun callback. In 1994, they had their first uh, street festival, and someone we talked about last episode was the guest speaker. Oh. Esther oh, Gordy Edwards. I was going to say. Yeah. One of the... Yay, that's so fun. Yeah, so she spoke at the first street festival for the Heidelberg Project. That's awesome. I went to a street festival. That, not that one, not in 1994. Yeah. Um, 94. Huh? 94. No, no, that's why I said 19... oh, this is 84. I'm no, like... no, 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 no. <laughs> it's a not in nineteen ninety-four. But I went to one sometime in the two thousand like t- the early two thousands, I went to one with a friend. Mm. And it was fun. Sorry. Yeah. Side story. Uh. No, it's fun. <laughs> so anyway, the project continued, but not without roadblocks and setbacks. Uh the city has unfortunately torn down some of the houses and installations. 
Uh, the first was in 1989 when they tore down the baby doll house. Uh, and again, in 1981, the city showed up unannounced at 5 a.m. and gave Tyree just 15 minutes to save what he wanted to from destruction. Ugh. Like, imagine being woken up at 5 a.m. and being told, hey, you have like, you know that thing that you put a lot of love and effort in? It's being torn down in 15 minutes to save what you can. Yeah, like at least so give somebody some time. Like, right. We're going like to be there in a week. At least a day. A day oh, is still I'm thinking dickish. A week. <laughs> I know. I was saying a day is still dickish, but that's reasonable. Like 15 mm-hmm. minutes? Mm. Garbage. Well, because they had no, they had no intention of actually letting him do anything, but they have to say they gave some time. Yeah. I feel like. Yeah. So also in 91, I'm not sure if this is the same incident, but Tyree appeared on the Oprah Winfrey show and an opposing neighbor, Otilla Bell, shortly, like they were both on Oprah together talking about the Heidelberg Project. Mm -hmm. And shortly after Mayor Coleman A. Young ordered the demolition of three more houses. Mm. So like I said, I don't know if that's. I remember this happening, but like, I don't, what was the, the, the catalyst for the demolition? Just that they were just like inhabitable or something or like, what, what was the really reason? Say. It just said they were kind of like torn down. I'm guessing probably like, like dilapidated and like yeah, not inhabitable, but like, come on. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. Yeah. But in 1999, Mayor Dennis Archer ordered three more works to be torn down. The Canfield house, happy feet in your world. And I wrote just a brief side note. Dennis Archer was the first African-American president of the American Bar Association, which like cool, but what a hater. Yeah. And the 2000s were a generally good time for the project. A documentary was made. Come unto me, the faces of Tyree Guyton. It starts to win awards and recognition. Some educational programs are started or continue. Tyree is commissioned all over the world and country like Germany, Australia, Switzerland, all of pieces of. Tyree Guyton's work. Mm-hmm. And in 2012, Crane's Detroit business determines that the Heidelberg Project brings in a total of $5.6 million to both Wayne County and the Detroit proper. I mean... Yeah. <sighs> Coincidentally, the opposing neighbor, Otilla Bell, changes sides and becomes a supporter. Mm-hmm. Around then. Yeah, yeah, I do remember, because, yeah, not all the neighbors, obviously, like, were into it because it was bringing, like, massive crowds and stuff too like i remember that was kind of an issue for a bit too because there's not there are still some people who live in the houses there yeah and i know that some of them some of them embrace it and some of them are like nah (laughs) like please please don't Ugh. i just realized how fitting these drinks are because they were made these drinks were made uh with used materials or found materials oh these are found material cocktails so, Very on brand for the Heidelberg project of using uh, salvage materials. So you can call them a Heidel- Heidelberg salvage. We'll workshop it. You can call them a a dot. Yeah, we did, call them the, to... just call them the uh, dot house. Okay, because the cherry's like a dot. Yeah, I'm into that. Or dot house cocktail if you want the word cocktail yeah. in it. I don't need cocktail. We'll figure it out. I like dot house. Yeah, I do too. Because I thought of it. <laughs> Fair, fair. Yeah. So arson strikes for the first time in 2013. I remember this. Uh, between 2013 and 14, a total of six of the houses were burned down. And another source listed the damage of as 12 arsons, which I'm like, is that the six houses that were destroyed amongst other things is the result of 12 fires or I'm not really sure what 12. I don't know what an arson counts as. Like you know, there's 12 arsons. I think anything being caught on fire. So there's like all those yards and stuff too, where yeah. there's just like stuff. So yeah. I think like 
any fire that is started on those properties, I think would count as arson. Yeah. Uh, I mean, obviously, like there are people out to be assholes, burn down the project. Yeah. Itself. So, yeah. Which again, haters. In 2016, Tyree actually said he was going to dismantle the installation over the course of two years. I also remember that. And it was crazy. Like, just. Yeah. Ugh, so tell me more, because I actually don't know what happened after that. Yeah. So, like, um, luckily, like, it's not like the project's, like, being completely taken out. It's going to go back to being a normalized street. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're actually working on something they're calling Heidelberg 3.0. I'm intrigued. And it is true that some of the sculptures and existing art will be moving to new homes, like museums, galleries being sold off. Mm-hmm. But it's an organic transition with the idea of creating something visually stimulating and funky on the outside, but still serving a purpose on the inside. So, for example, the Numbers House isn't going anywhere, but they're turning the inside into a space for artist residencies and a space to work with the kids in the Heidelberg Arts and Leadership Academy. I love that. So they're kind of like... Making the spaces yeah. usable. Yeah, so like it's still going to be funky and Heidelberg, but also go beyond that. But some of the... There are people who live in some of the decorated houses. Oh, yeah. Correct? Okay, I so like so. they're still... Yeah. Good, right? Like to so. stay in their house. I don't want I don't know particularly, but I'm Okay. I can't imagine they would just like kick people out for this. I don't th- I mean, I think if anything they would like at least, you know, offer them and then yeah. if they didn't want it. And obviously there was like some sort of permission given to decorate the house in the first place. So Yeah. No, because there I remember there were a couple of the houses that did actually have studios in them, some of the smaller ones. Okay. And I remember during the street festival I went to uh-huh. I actually got to go in them because they're not like always open, but they yeah. had them open. On, and I remember being like, this is cool. Like this is. So I think there's going to maybe yeah. just expand on that. Like, I love that idea. Yeah. And so I have a quote from MichiganRadio.org. What was created 33 years ago by one man, Tyree Guyton, is evolving into an arts community impacted by many artists, stakeholders and residents within the neighborhood. So I love that. Right. So it's here. The project's here to stay. And there's even a mobile app now that was released in 2018. It has more information about the pieces and history. So. Oh, cool. Yeah. I'm like kind of thinking it's like it's a tour, almost. like a virtual tour. Yeah. Is like what I'm imagining. I didn't download the app. Oh. <laughs> You're not a good reporter. <laughs> I just didn't want to I'm put another app on my phone. No, I'm just kidding. I wouldn't I have done it either. Well, maybe we'll go back and we'll do I it. I kind of forgot there was an app when I was there. Yeah. We'll go back. When it gets warmer, I'm not going in the that's cold. That's the thing. I didn't spend a ton of time when I was there. Yeah, it's cold. Because it's cold. But I yeah. did walk around and check stuff out. But I didn't like do as much digging and exploring as I would have no, liked to. No, we'll go, we'll go back. Yeah. And as for Guyton, he's still very much involved. But he's also making exhibits around the world. Uh, he received an honorary doctorate from the College for Creative Studies. He's been a resident artist and taught at the following institutions. Obviously, Wayne State, University of Michigan, Harvard, and Ohio State. Oh. Yeah. Um, I should have put Harvard last. I shouldn't have given that last spot to Ohio State. <laughs> yeah. And he also inspired generations to take an interest in art. And like something on the website that stuck out to me is mentioning how residents who would have never thought to go to like the DIA or the DSO now because of the project have an interest in art and will go to these places and just kind of I love that this project has brought people to the arts. That yeah. Probably wouldn't have before. It's like the gateway art. Yeah. And there's also been multiple educational programs to come out of the Hadberg Project. And, you know, I just want to end with a quote from Tyree. Quote, when you come to the Heidelberg Project, I want you to think, really think, art is a medicine for the community. You can't heal the land until you heal the minds of the people. 
I like that. Yeah. So just my sources real quick. Heidelberg.org, um, New York Times, Wikipedia, MichiganRadio.org, Atlas Obscura, and the Detroit Historical.org. Oh, that was good. Thank you. Yeah, thank you for doing the Heidelberg Project. Yeah. Uh, near and dear to my heart. Yeah. I love it. And if you haven't been to it, even because you can even just drive over there. Right. Like It's super easy to just like even like drive by the area. But if you drive by, you're going to want to stop and like walk around because you're yeah. gonna be like, okay, like, let's see. I will say the stuffed animals creeped me out, but I think that house is maybe one of the ones that burned down. Okay. I don't I don't know. I don't know if I like the idea of stuffed animals being involved in the exhibit outside. No, and that's why, because they were like all attached to the house and they would like go through all the weather. And and I think that was like the point. Yeah. But then like they were just all these really creepy, um, horribly weathered stuffed animals on a house. That's spooky. Yeah, they they were creepy. Uh, (laughs) It was not my favorite of the houses, but it was, you know, it. Yeah. But I still love the street. Did I ever tell you about the haunted house I used to work in? No. So I worked in the dollhouse. Ah, there was no. a bunch of themed ones. No. So I worked like, in one called the dollhouse and there was a room that was already. literally just shelves and shelves and shelves all over the walls of just porcelain dolls. Nope. Some nope. had like just their faces cracked. Some didn't have heads. Some were just fine. Did I ever tell you about how I had two or three? I can't remember porcelain dolls when I was a child and my next door neighbor because they were both older. There was a one that was two years older than me, one that was four years older than me. So they would like babysit me or uh-huh. whatever and also terrorize me because I was, you know, the young one in yeah. the group. And one time they convinced me that my my porcelain dolls would come alive at night and try to murder me. Oh so my God. I definitely thought my porcelain dolls were coming to live to life at night yeah um and so what i used to do is i used to pack my bed full of all the rest of my stuffed animals oh and make a stuffed animal army to protect myself from the porcelain dolls and i also would always sleep with (laughs) this is embarrassing and i'm sorry i used to sleep with my butt up against the wall yeah because i thought that their objective was to come slice my butt off (laughs) i don't know why that was like their murder (laughs) tactic of choice those porcelain dolls they're cheeky uh, nah, nah, nah. Uh, yeah, but yeah, so porcelain dolls, no bueno. You would not mm-hmm. have liked that house then? No, no, I know. Did I tell you what my job was in the house? I hid in a closet and popped out. Nope. Ah, see, like, my, no, that's where Fitting. my porcelain dolls lived because there was no way in hell that they were going to be in my room. Well, it was interesting. So, like, I would enter in through a closet, but it would pop out of a wardrobe. Dislike so like there were this. shelves on the bottom half of it and the top half had doors and there mm-hmm. were clothes hanging like like a half tall closet kind of thing. And I had to pop out through those clothes. Terrifying. But nope. I still got the joke like, oh, Alex is coming out of the closet again. Like, just wait four or five years from now. <laughs> like, just you fucking wait. <laughs> Cute. Yeah. <laughs> nice. But, yeah. Well done. Thanks. Do you want to play a game? Yes. Okay. I would love to. I probably should bring it up then, huh? Okay, I have it. I don't know what theme song is. is that Wheel of Fortune? No. Wait, do it again. That's Ghostbusters. That's Ghostbusters. Is it? Yes. I'm Maybe. afraid of no ghosts. Yes. No, it's not Ghostbusters. It is Ghostbusters. I'll figure it out. It's not Ghostbusters. It's Ghostbusters. You're... <laughs> the way Listeners, I was saying. please answer us. Is that Ghostbusters or is that something else? If you know, please let us know. Sounded like Ghostbusters. We'll figure it out. Okay. So for my two truths and a lie, uh-huh. I found out that this episode is coming out 
on February 18th, which... Fat Tuesday? No, that is a week or something later. No, but that would be fun. So note to yourself for your two... No, I'm just kidding. Well, I mean, it could be. Yeah. Um, but there is no specific day. But you know how there's like a specific day every day? And yeah. there's like multiple of them. So I went to one of those websites that tells you like all the national oh days. Oh my God, yes. So there are three national days. Yeah. For November 18th. Oh my God. And I even... You mean February 18th? I mean, yes. What did I say? November. (laughs) (laughs) I meant February. So there are three for February. I'm going to tell you the actual dates. Do you want the actual day itself and the description of the day? Or do you want just the day and then to guess? Ooh, date and description. Okay. I love a detail. So there is National Battery Day. Fun. Get a charge out of National Battery Day. Observed uh, each year on February 18th, the day serves to appreciate the convenience batteries provide to our everyday lives. Oh my God. How much does Duracell pay for that? I don't know. <laughs> this one's my favorite. National Blue Cheese Stuffed Mushroom Day. Oh my God. Be a fun guy and take a bite out of National Blue Cheese Stuffed Mushroom Day. Every year, the day recognizes the unique and delightful flavor combination that is the earthly, earthy delight of a mushroom with the robust flavors of blue cheese. Oh my God. And then, actually, they're all my favorite, National Wine Day. While February 18th is observed annually as National Drink Wine Day, it would be a shame to celebrate only one day a year. Perhaps this day is just a reminder to drink wine. Wine does have its benefits, after all. Moderate drinkers of wine have lower risks of liver disease, type 2 diabetes, certain kinds of cancer, heart attacks, and stroke. It can also reduce the bad cholesterol and increase the good. Girl, just drink a glass of wine. It's fine. You don't do like... (laughs) Don't read me like don't read me all of WebMD. You can just have your glass of wine. Nobody's like think nobody's saying I know what you're talking about. I want that all on a t-shirt so I can just wear it around all the time and just be like, boom. It's gonna be like a t-shirt dress because it's gonna have all them words. <laughs> but yeah, no, just drink the wine. Okay. Um, so we've got National Battery Day, National Blue Cheese Stuffed Mushroom Day, and National Drink Wine Day. I'm going National Blue Cheese Stuffed Mushroom because I have never heard of such a thing. I my guess is it's blue cheese stuffed olives. Okay, so that is the lie, but your guess is also slightly wrong because it's actually National Crab Stuff Flounder Day. What the actual <laughs> fuck? Uh, their, their line is... What? <laughs> New England, like, bougie, East Coast, Atlantic City... I'm just waiting for seafood it. Seafood loving, Red Lobster having, Cheddar Biscuit baying town has come up with this monstrosity what is going on crab and flounder takes center stage on february 18th when national crab stuff flounder day arrives each year the day recognizes the unique flavor delight when crab and flounder combine oh my god so i definitely built my uh blue cheese stuffed mushroom based off of that description oh my god where is that does it say where it's from i can investigate really quick there's some recipes for crab meat stuffed flounder roulades and crab meat stuffed flounder. Oh, and if you are also celebrating National Drink Wine Day on February 18th, a sweet Riesling or Chardonnay will pair well with the crab stuffed flounder, it says. And there's a hashtag National Crab Stuffed Flounder Day for social media. Um, I'm going to look and see if there's any hashtags of National Lobster Stuffed Flounder. Okay, it is popular along East and Gulf Coast, and there are a variety of restaurants that serve crab stuffed flounder. It does not say where this originated. Like, but this is on nationaldaycalendar.com. This is the most <laughs> very waspy version site. of a turducken. <laughs> this like, site this is... is some woman living in her seaside cottage 
She's going down to the ocean. She's grabbing them lobsters out of the little lobster cages. Her husband went down to the market and got a flounder from the ice buckets from the truck that just got the truck by truck. I mean, boat. They had just gotten back from fishing out in the ocean. Like they're going to put this lobster in this flounder. Mm-hmm. I mean, can I read you more of the description of the day? By all means. This one of a kind dish is composed of stuffing made with crab meat, breadcrumbs, butter and seasonings, which is stuffed into the whole flounder or rolled up into fillets and baked. The day is perfect for snowbirds vacationing along sunny beaches. It's an excellent time to order a plate or two at your favorite seafood restaurant. Or maybe you should try your hand at making them at home. We even found a couple recipes worth testing. Be sure to invite your friends and family to join you. How else would you celebrate? (laughs) Just looking at you. I'm so glad I chose this. This website is a hoot, though. Again, nationaldaycalendar.com. Tell you all, all the days. It'll tell you the weeks, too. It's also National um, Condom Awareness Week. Good. Yeah. That started... That's stuff you're dick inside a condom. I mean, yeah. National Dick and Condom Day. That starts, day. The, like, the day after Valentine's Day or something like that. And then I think that should start the day before Valentine's Day, but after Valentine's Day is too late. It's also random. So there's so many people with like fall birthdays. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody just posted a meme about that, actually, about a Valentine's Day in like November. Sitch. I forget what it was. It's okay. I was born nine months almost to the day after my mom's birthday. Uh, (laughs) It's also random acts of kindness week starting the 17th, which I I thought was kind of something I wanted to. Yeah, that makes sense. I like yeah, that. I like, I like that, that one. I think that that's something that's that we can kind of accept. I thought it would be a nice transition into the end. Yeah. To remind everybody to do a random act of kindness this week. That is fun. Yeah. I like that. And then maybe we, maybe we can both try to do one too and like report back. Well, but then it's like, then it's look how good. Doing, yeah, I was. let's not report back. But can we just report back if we did? No, that's still. Can we we'll just do them? Can we just do yeah. them? Let's just let's just we'll all just be kind. Yeah. yeah. Just to be kind, not to not for recognition. No. Don't take a TikTok of it. Yeah. Don't post on Snapchat. But if you do want to talk about it, we're here and you can always contact us. Yeah, you can always message us at Detroit Strange on Instagram and Twitter. Detroit Strange on Facebook if you want to email it to us to tell us the things. Detroit Strange at yeah. gmail.com. That was smooth transition, right? Yes. Yes. And we would love to hear from you. How and we, awkward that been if I had not picked up on that like <laughs> I mean, generous I, lob you gave me if I had not hit that out of the park. There's a sports reference for you. You get one every like six episodes. I could have. I don't. I, yep. Um, <laughs> I could have done it, but I can also say, please subscribe, rate, review. Yes, everywhere you can subscribe, rate, and review. Yeah, please do it. Do the things. Uh, we're so glad that you joined us today. Yeah, and please. Join us in the future. Yes. Should we start plugging? Let's plug it up. I don't really have too much to say other than uh, if you're around Bagley Central uh, this Wednesday, the 19th. So tomorrow. So tomorrow, yes. There is Dusty Bunny Presents, which is a variety show. It should be a lot of fun this month. And it's our first month at Bagley Central. Yes. And we're planning our next live show. So it's still in the works, but I think we have a date. Yeah, we were thinking another Friday the 13th because we were bestowed with two of them. Yeah. How crazy is that? Yeah. So it'll be March, Friday the 13th. Not that we're only going to do live shows on Friday the 13th. It just happened that way. Yeah. More information to come. Yeah. So just consider this your save the date. Save the date of 313. Ooh, that's fun too. Yeah. 
It's a very Detroit-centered day. Oh my gosh, it is. I didn't even make that connection until just now. That's exciting. But yeah, I think that pretty much wraps this episode. Sorry, I was eating the cherry. Um, uh, it okay. does. <laughs> but until next time, stay, stay strange. This has been a production of Planet Amp Podcast, powered by Pinecast. Our theme song was created by Sex and Violence. <laughs>